morning from the team here at 1.37 p.m. This is 7.31 a.m. Let's get the day going. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Today is April 12th. We are happy to be bringing you another episode of 7.31 a.m. Charlie, it's been such a long time, it feels, since we've done an episode together. How's everything going? I'm doing really well. I know I do feel like I feel like now that we most of us, except for Bo, only do two episodes a week that I feel like I'd sometimes just go like a week without doing them with, with someone. But it's lovely to be here with you. Lovely to have you, too, and lovely to be doing it. And um, I guess if you are an avid listener of 731, you know how we start the podcast off. If you're new, first of all, welcome. We're happy to have you. And um, every single day, guys, new, old, we start each episode off with a fun little fact, statistic, and courtesy of Bo. On Sunday, there were 124 strikeouts across the Major League Baseball. So Tony Gwynn is often considered the greatest hitter ever, and he recorded 124 strikeouts over his final eight seasons. So that just goes to show you how crazy that number was. It's absurd in the words of Bo, and it shows Gwynn's greatness as a hitter. He he had one of the best eyes in baseball history. So definitely a fun little fact. And I think Bo might have even made a TikTok on on these or he might have a series going with fun little baseball facts. So be sure to check it out because I know he definitely dropped a video over the last 24 hours. So yeah, he also did that video a few weeks ago about that second base is in the wrong place, which I had not known. And so go to our TikTok and watch that. And we also wrote an article about it. If you look up 137 p.m. second base is in the wrong place. It's not where like it should be if it's like technically the technical midpoint. It's it's worth reading about. It's an interesting fun fact. For sure. My mind was definitely blown when I when I read that as well, especially having played co-ed baseball and softball this whole time. I never knew it was in the wrong place. And with that, we'll jump over into gaming. Gaming. So Sony is investing a billion dollars into Epic Games. As you all know, Sony has been making some major gaming investments recently. And this year, it's already spent $3.6 billion to acquire Bungie, which is the development studio behind the Destiny series. And last year, of course, Sony broke open the bank to get their hands on the development studios Housemark and Bluepoint. Finally, Insomniac Games got purchased by Sony for $229 million in 2019, if you guys remember. And yesterday, we all learned that Sony made another huge investment when it threw $2 billion into the pot for Epic Games' latest wave of fundraising. And what's even crazier about this news is the fact that Sony has already invested $250 million. That happened in 2020, guys. Epic CEO Tim Sweeney seemed pretty happy about Sony's financial backing when he said this in a press release. This investment will accelerate our work to build the metaverse and create spaces where players can have fun with friends. Brands can build creative and immersive experiences and creators can build a community and thrive. So a lot is going on with Sony and Epic and it'll be interesting to see what comes of that. Charlie, what's up in the NFT space? NFT. Yeah, this was a fun piece of news in the NFT world yesterday. I feel like throughout 2021, one of the things that we heard about NFTs a lot was the way the people and the communities were going to be able to do new and interesting things with the characters in NFTs. But throughout 2021, that was sort of something that was foreshadowed, but we didn't get to see come to fruition a lot. And now in 2022, we're starting to see people um, and the, the studios behind these projects actually have these things come to fruition. And so yesterday, Coinbase announced that they will be doing a three-part film trilogy featuring Board Ape Yacht Club and ApeCoin. Um, go to 137pm.com. We have an article with all the details if you want to know the link for how to do it. Um, but anyone with a board ape can submit to have their ape potentially cast in the three-part film trilogy. 
Um, and then they're also going to have a lot of sort of activations down the line where either board ape holders or even people who do not hold board apes have an opportunity to kind of be a part of the production process for the films um, with the narrative and lots of other aspects. So it's just the beginning right now. With that, I can hop over into entertainment. The Percy Jackson series, which we have spoken about a little bit on this podcast already, announced yesterday that they have cast the lead role of Percy Jackson. Uh, If you don't know, Percy Jackson is a beloved series of young adult novels that I loved so, so, so much growing up that are based on Greek mythology. Um, And it's about children who are the children of Greek gods. Um, It's amazing. I love the Percy Jackson book so much. But then they made these really bad movies in like the late 2000s, 2010s that sort of ruined the lore for a lot of people. And now, the past few months, they announced that they're going to be doing a series on Disney Plus that Rick Riordan, who wrote the books, he's like very intimately involved with. They announced yesterday that they'd cast Walker Scobell in the title role. Uh, Walker is a young up and coming actor, but he recently started in the Adam Project on Netflix with Ryan Reynolds and Mark Ruffalo, which I feel like has been getting some good press. But funnily enough, though, actually, this is he was already auditioning for this role before the Adam Project even came out. Um, Rick Riordan said about it. We were fortunate enough to audition Walker months before that movie talking about the Adam Project came out. But the film only confirmed what we already knew about his talent. It was obvious to me and the rest of the team that Walker had the perfect mix of comedic timing, sweetness, rebelliousness, snark and heroism to embody our hero, Percy Jackson. I was honestly just so disappointed by those movies that I am so excited to see them do anything better. JL, what is going on in sports? Sports. The answer to that, Charlie, is a lot. Now, you and I both have talked about it all season long. The Lakers were pretty abysmal. Um, So abysmal that they are dismissing head coach or former head coach now, Frank Vogel, uh, despite the fact that I guess it was just two years ago that the Lakers won a championship with him. So this was um, widely expected after it became official last week that the Lakers were not going to even make the play in. Um, He was dismissed by the Lakers on Monday. Woj and Ramona Shelburne of ESPN reported the news and it was actually kind of like a I don't want to say a funny thing, but obviously Frank Vogel was not aware of the fact that it had been officially official when Woj put out that news. So he made a tweet responding to Woj's tweet that said, um, I haven't been told anything, Um, which in hindsight, um, I I don't don't know why he did that, but um, it's a little embarrassing because now it is now it is official. But I mean, it just goes to show you, I guess, Woj is out here um, letting people know that they got fired before their actual company. Charlie. Uh, But now the coaching search begins and there's not many obvious candidates. Most of those names being mentioned are with other teams currently like Nick Nurse and the Russell Westbrook trade rumors have already begun with Indiana being a possible early suitor. So uh, what do you think? What do you think about the, the, this whole Lakers situation, Charlie? Yeah, it feels like it's more than just a coaching problem. Um, But, but we'll see. I I think that there's, I just think some of these coaches that they want to get, it's like, yeah, it would be great to have Nick Nurse as a head coach, but Nick Nurse is busy. I feel like if I were Nick Nurse, I'd probably want to stay where I'm at. So it's funny, all the coaches that they want to get, it's like, yeah, it would be awesome to have the best coaches in the NBA. Last but not least, the WNBA draft was last night. Um, if you had been following the 731 podcast when we last talked about it, there was some speculation as to who exactly would be number one. It was kind of considered to be a tie between Ryan Howard of Kentucky and Alyssa Smith of Baylor. Ryan Howard went to Atlanta by way of a trade that happened between the Atlanta Dream and the Washington Mystics because when the draft lottery happened in December, uh, the 
Mystics were originally granted the number one pick. They decided to trade that away at the middle of last week to Atlanta. So Atlanta selected Ryan Howard and Alyssa Smith went to the Indiana Fever. Uh, those are the top two picks, the, the biggest questions of the night. And so many other ladies, talented young ladies were drafted and we will be seeing them on WNBA rosters this season. Congrats to all of those girls. All right. All right. That's going to do it for today's episode. For more detail on these stories and more, make sure you head to 137pm.com or you can follow 137pm on all social media platforms. Also, be sure to hop into our Discord so you can chat with us in our community. We will be back tomorrow. And as always, remember to stay curious. Thank you